Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. I first want to tell you thank you so much for joining in, for trusting me with the ear gates to your soul. You know, we have to be careful of who we listen to, the things that we let in, you know, our eye gates and our ear gates. And, you know, with the podcast, really, you're listening. So thank you for trusting me today with the ear gates to your soul. You know, this month on Refreshing the Soul podcast, we are refreshing the weary soul. You know, weariness is it's just tiredness, it's exhaustion. Definitions, I don't have it in front of me, but it's like this, it's from all this exertion, this energy due to excessive exertion. I don't know what you've been putting your energy into, what you've been waiting on to see, what you've been praying for. I know we all have different paths and we're all in different seasons, but I know God's word says, um, actually in Galatians 6, 9, it says not to grow weary. And he, Paul is telling us that because he knows that we can grow weary in whatever season we're in. And usually if there's weariness, we're in a season of something that we haven't seen fully transpire in our lives. We all have a season where we are planning something. We are tilling the ground. We are working. We are praying. We are showing up daily for our job, for our family, for ministry. And there are things that we could be waiting on. There's always a season of planting seeds and there's a season of waiting and there's a season of harvesting. And we got to know what season we're in And that tiredness, that weary season can sometimes come in the season where we are planting seeds. We are waiting on God. And I just want to encourage you, if that's you in that season, let's read Galatians 6, 9, and then we're just going to dissect it some and encourage you in that place that you're in right now. So Galatians 6, 9, I'm going to read the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation says, and don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. You know, those first few words says, and don't allow yourselves. Sometimes I think we are tired when we're weary, whether you're tired of doing the same thing or seeing the same thing, and you're looking for something different. I think sometimes we can go to a place, if we allow weariness to grow, it can almost grow to a place where it feels like we have no control of this tiredness. Like it's hard to pull away from this weirdness, but that's because we've allowed it to grow. Weariness, you know, tiredness sounds like a seed too. And I wonder if sometimes we become even more tired and more tired because we're feeding tiredness. We're feeding our weariness. We're allowing it to grow. 
versus when you see the seed of I'm starting to feel weakened in my faith. I'm starting to feel tired in my faith. Is there something that we can do at that point before we allow it to grow? And that's a great question if that's something that you are asking yourselves. And I think the first thing we got to understand, you know, in this, when it comes to being weary, is that we have authority, we have control over it. So that's why Paul says, listen, don't even allow it. Don't even allow yourself to go to a place where you can grow in weariness. You can actually stunt the growth of getting tired, of getting exhausted, when you, especially if you see it coming on. But I believe there's some things that we can even do for ourselves to keep ourselves in a place where we are not allowing ourselves to get to a place where we're sulking in what we're tired of seeing. I think for me, one of the things that I had noticed, I kept saying, I'm tired. It could be a certain just situation, whatever. It could be in a relationship, something you maybe are tired of seeing. And just like, man, I'm just, I'm tired of this. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm tired. I think we can allow weariness to grow by the words that we use, what we're, what is coming out of our mouth. And that control, you have control over what you speak. You may feel something. You may feel the tiredness. I'm not saying you don't feel it, but what am I going to allow to come out of my mouth? What I'm going to speak over this. And I believe the things that we speak, we give life to it. And so we grow more and we experience more of feeling tired because we keep saying it. So one of the things I want to encourage you is right now, if you notice that you keep saying, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. When you feel tired, because you may feel it, let's speak the opposite of it. It can be, I will not grow tired. I feel this, but I will not grow tired. I will not grow weary. I know that I'm doing what God is telling me to do. I know I'm supposed to be in this marriage. I know I'm being present with my kids. Whatever that place is for you, speak to that place and say, no, I'm following God. I'm planting good seeds. And I do believe I will see a wonderful harvest. Sometimes in our tiredness, we don't even want to speak good. We want to just speak of how we feel. But again, we give life to that. We, we grow it that way. So one of the ways of where we're not allowing our hope to be lost, our hope to just wither away is we got to speak hope. We got to speak, I am going to see this. And it's just from those couple of words and don't allow. I want to encourage you right there. Don't allow. You have the authority. You can control what you allow to grow in your soul. And so again, this week, if I I didn't mention it, we're talking about hope for the weary, hope for the weary. Sometimes we can lose hope because we haven't seen what we want to see in the time that we want to see it or how we want to see it. And sometimes there are things that, you know, God, he has his own way of doing things. He has his timing, but he also has his own way. And sometimes it may not be the way that we would want what we would prefer, but it's trusting him and putting our hope in him that really has to hold us up. Because if not, we can get tired. We can become weak to where it's like, 
I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't get it. It don't look right to me. I'm not seeing what I'm praying for. I'm not seeing what you promised, God. We can go to that place, right? But if we, one, don't allow ourselves to speak things that is death to what God has promised, that is death to what God wants you to put. He wants you to put your hope in him. But if we speak death to it, then we're going to grow in that place of weariness. And so some of the things, you know, I was just also thinking, I said, you know, this verse, Galatians 6, 9, it says, and don't allow yourselves to be weary in planting good seeds. What are the good seeds that you are planting? Like, just think about it right now. Like, think about, okay, what am I doing? That is good. And I want you to take a second to just write it down. Write down the seeds you are planting in each area of your life. I believe some of you right now, you're showing up in your marriage. It may not be the marriage that you thought you were going to have. Some things may have happened and maybe you're hurt. Maybe you're confused and you're wanting things to get better, but you're showing up. You're being kind to your mate. You're being patient. You're learning to forgive. You're seeking God, you're hearing God. Hey, there may be times where it's like, I didn't do that. I didn't handle this right. But I came back, I sought God about it. And he told me to come back and apologize or to tell this person I love them. Maybe you're planting seeds in your marriage. Write down, what are you doing good? What are you doing that you are investing? You are putting your time into this. And maybe it's your kids. Maybe, you know, hey, I know for me, I have three kids. My intention is to show up for my kids and be present with them and not to focus so much on the quantity of time that I spend with them, but the quality of time. So even if it's just saying, hey, you know what, today let's go grab a burger and a milkshake and sit down and let's talk about, you know, what would you do with, with money or just finding time to invest in them and listening to them. I know I'm showing up in my kids' life, whether it's taking the time to say, hey, pray with them and, and speak declarations over them and getting them to do it, like teaching them about God, whatever that is, write those things down, those seeds that you're planting in your kids, the things that you're doing good. So often we can grow weary because we're looking at all the things that is not. We're looking at what's bad, what's not working out, but we forget to look at, okay, but you know what? I came up. I showed up. I actually, I made dinner tonight for my kids and we sat down at the table. That's planting a good seed. You're investing time with them. You're hearing from God. You're praying for them. Maybe it's ministry. Are you planting good seeds in ministry? You know, at church, are you, are you a usher or, or do you sing on a praise team? Do you, are you on the prayer team praying for people? Or maybe even if you're not on a team, maybe you're showing up and you're smiling and you're there to hear the word and, and you're telling someone, I love you. It's good to see you. Like, how are you showing up? How are you serving? You're giving your time. You're giving money to the ministry because of what you believe in, knowing that God has called you there. Are you encouraging others? Are you praying for others? Write those things down. I want you to take the time to focus on, okay, where am I planting good seeds? Maybe it's your business. Maybe you're, you are tired and you haven't seen your business take off where, where you want it to go. 
and we can lose hope here because of what we are not seeing. But again, our hope is in God. So if my hope is in God, I got to go back to this word. And this word says not to grow weary when I'm planting good seeds. Okay, what are those seeds? Well, you know what? I'm being consistent, posting my marketing thing every Monday. I'm showing up on social media. I'm being consistent with my clients, the people I do have. I'm making sure I get back with them in a timely manner. I'm diligent. I'm working. You know, I'm continually finding time to put back into my business. I'm saving, you know, and you continue to show up. Maybe you, you just say, hey, I'm continuing to show up every day. It may not be where I want it to be, but I'm still showing up. I'm present. I'm praying about it. I'm seeking God for ideas. That's planting a good seed. Just you even going to God and being open and saying, hey, God, what's the next idea? I want to do what you want me to do. And you're waiting to hear from him. That's a good seed that you're planting. You're planting it in your life. You're planting it in your, your business. And because of that, the word says for the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. It's coming. You're planning something. I know it may not have shown up in the time that you want it to, but hold fast to God's word. Hold fast to the fact that you are planting good seeds. And something my pastor said to us, I would never forget this. He said, listen, it's law. It's like an earthly law that when you plant something, you're going to reap from that. It don't matter what it is but you're going to reap from that. So if you are planning good things, I listed out uh, quite a few things in different areas in my life that I know that I'm planning in. Whatever areas that is, if you're planting good seeds, you will sure to reap a harvest. When we are weary, our hope is the thing that is the most that's challenged, right? It's our hope. It's believing and hoping for something it's like that kind of it's like it almost it can hurt to hope it can hurt to hope and god doesn't want your your hope to fail so i just wrote down a few things of okay how can we maintain our hope before i get to this place of getting weary and feeling tired how can i just maintain my hope and one of the things i want to recommend to you is fill yourself up by investing in yourself, you know, so we can, again, we cannot allow ourselves to grow weary. And I believe one of the ways we can do this is by, you know what, let me make sure I take the time to do things that's just going to invest in me. Like right now, you're listening to this podcast, you're investing in yourself, you're filling yourself up right now. Whether there's sermons that you listen to, prayer journaling, spending time doing the things that, you know, brings you joy. Sometimes that that place of tiredness and losing your hope, it drains you and we need to be filled up and we need to stay filled up. Don't wait until you have gotten to this place of I'm so, I'm exhausted. I've been working all day. I've been doing this. And now it's like, okay, now I need to fill myself up. No, stay filled, stay full, stay full regularly do things that is going to bring you joy. That's going to bring you like, oh my gosh, I love doing this. So for me, like I love going to Kirkland's and that's kind of like a home decor place, like home goods. And I 
love it. I love the smell. I love the decorations. I love the environment. I just, I love fixing up my house. It just brings me so much joy. I can't even explain it. I truly love doing that. It's something that fills me. And so if, so on my Fridays, Fridays, that's like my day of rest. I do things to fill me. That's one of the things sometimes that I do. I love doing that. I like taking care of my skin. I love reading books and prayer journaling. So that's something that I regularly do every week for myself to stay full. That's part of our self-care and that soul care because that's taking care of my soul. That's continually to keep myself in a place where I am full and that I don't grow to a place of weariness or exhaustion, right? And so another thing is I want you to keep in front of you somehow a scripture or the promise that God promised you. I know our hope can be lost when we lose sight of the promise. We forget what he said. Some of you right now, you're listening and you know what God told you. You know what he said. And I'm going to say this. God, maybe he didn't put a timestamp on it. I don't know what it is, but maybe he didn't say by this time. He just told you, this is what I'm going to do for you. And you don't know when. If that's you, I want you to keep the hope, keep the promise, keep that scripture, however he said it to you, keep it in front of you, put it on a sticky note, put it on your desk, put it on your mirror, put it by your nightstand. Remember what he said, repeat it back to yourself, open your mouth and say it. God doesn't want you to get to a place where it hurts to hope in what he promised you. He wants you to keep your hope in him. Now, I want to say this too. For some, there may be some where God has says, I'm going to do this by this date. And you're a week or two weeks away from it. And it seems like there's nothing in sight that's showing that this is going to happen. If God said it, you write that thing down and you put that in front of you and you continue to believe it. Our hope is in God. It's in what his word says. It's in his promises. and Whatever you got to do to remain on what he said, that's what we have to do. And for some of you, you've tried to put it in the back of your mind. You've tried to tuck it away somewhere else and just be like, hey, when I see it, I see it. No, keep it in front of you. Keep stirring it up in your soul. No, God said he's going to give me this. Now, there's something that God told me he's going to give me. And I'm I'm like, okay, God, I'm telling you, I believe there's some great things that God said he's going to give you. And I, me and my family, we, we have our list, our vision list of it, and we keep it up. I keep it in front of me. I don't know when God's going to give this to me. It's probably going to be years. It could be years from now. But just because it's going to be years, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. God's going to say what he's going to do, and we have to trust that it's going to happen and be excited about it. Like, God, my hope is in you, but it doesn't mean I can't enjoy where I'm at now. That's why I say take that time to fill yourself up, to do, to enjoy life and do the things that bring you joy, do the things that you love, right? And so then you're going to keep in front of you that whatever it is that's promise, that hope, that thing that God promised you, I want you to keep it up in front of you. And then the last thing, you know, I was thinking about, I said, man, surround yourself 
with people who will encourage you, who speaks life-giving words. That's just the way they speak. They speak with hope. Not people who complain or people you, or even people that you even constantly have to pour down into. You know, there's some people we do, we have to pour into, we have to encourage them, but you need people who's going to pour into you. You need people around you that you, that's going to be able to fill you. And sometimes we can be in an environment, a hopeless environment, because we have people around us who are not hopeful or who are, they're in a place in their faith or in their walk with God, where they're not able to encourage you and you're looking to them. They're not on that level. And I want to just tell you right now, you have to surround yourself or get in covenant with people. And I believe God will show you who that person is. You can ask God, who are the people who are supposed to, who I should be in covenant with that's going to pour into me or that I can have this relationship with where I'm not feeling drained by, I'm not feeling I'm being filled by. God will show you who those people are. But if there are people around you who complain, who constantly have things going wrong in their lives and they're talking about it, I mean, the words that they speak is not filled with life, is not filled with hope. I'm going to recommend, strongly recommend that you reconsider, maybe not the entire relationship, but how often you speak to them, how much you are entertaining them. I've had to learn how to be able to get on the phone. Hey, how are you doing? Okay, love you. And I'll talk to you later and keeping it short. And there are relationships where I had for a long time and it was hard to let go. And I had to ask God to intervene and help me because I knew this wasn't a life-giving relationship. I knew this relationship wasn't healthy and good for me. And that person, they just stopped calling me out the blue. And so When we get ourselves in a position where we want to stay hopeful and we submit that to God, God will intervene on your behalf. So I think that's very, very important of who we surround in our atmosphere, who I allow to, whose energy is going to be around me, especially if you know you're on this faith walk, this journey where I'm believing God for something and there's no evidence or anything in sight that I can see in my natural eyes but I know that I'm walking by the spirit. I'm walking by faith. I'm walking with my hope in God and not in what I see. When you know you are walking that type of journey, you have to be sensitive to the people who are around you, sensitive to the things that they are saying around you. And when you notice like, okay, this person, they're complaining a lot. They are constantly talking about what's not going right in their lives okay, I need to diminish this type of talks around me. I need to find ways to guard my peace, guard my heart, guard my hope, guard your hope. And these are the ways I believe for me that has helped me to remain hopeful with God, continuing that persistent relationship and pursuing God. For me, it's every morning I have to get in this word. I have to remember his promises. I have to hear from him. But taking that time to fill myself up, I want you to fill yourself up with the things that bring you life, bring you joy. And I want you to as well to put up somewhere in your house the promise that God said to you. Put up somewhere in front of you. Think about it. 
rejoice about it, thank him about it, keep it in front of you, keep it in your mind, keep it in your heart, ponder it in your heart. Don't let God's promises go because you haven't seen it. And then lastly, surround yourself with people who are going to bring you encouragement, who are going to pray for you, who are going to stand in agreement in the things that you're believing for, people who are on a journey of walking close with God as well and who are hopeful. Um, I want to read this last scripture, the scripture that actually it encouraged me this week. And I, I pray that it encourages you. It's from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 through 14. And I'm reading it in the Passion Translation. It says, remember to stay alert and hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty and full of courage. Let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. That encouraged me. I had a moment of just like, oh my God, I'm not seeing what you're saying. And I'm looking at the time. And I know I shouldn't be looking at this time. I should be focusing on you. I have to keep my focus on you, God. And that was my heart that morning. Like, God, I don't want to allow time. I don't want to allow what I see to block or bring doubt into my spirit, into my soul, God. I want to focus on you, but I need hope. I need your word. And this is the word that God gave me. Remember to stay alert. Like, okay, be sensitive. Listen, be cautious. And hold firmly to all that you believe. Okay, I got to make sure that I'm alert within myself, that I'm like, nah, I'm staying in a place of where I am keeping the faith. I'm alert to what I'm hearing behind me, around me. I'm alert to just being open to how God wants to speak to me, how I can see his goodness. Like I'm being alert as a believer. We should be sensitive daily. Daily. And what keeps us sensitive is us staying before God in prayer, staying before God in his word. And so remember to stay alert. And then it says, hold firmly, hold firmly. I mean, I got a tight grasp on what I believe. Nothing's going to pull this away from me easily. It's going to take a lot of something to, to get my hope off of God's promises, to release my hope from what I believe in, from what I know God told me. So you got to hold firmly to it because life, the enemy, all kinds of things will try to pull and tempt you to believe that that's not what God said or did God really say? I've been having that a lot lately, but I'm like, I know I'm standing firm on what I know God told me. It doesn't make sense of how it's happening right now for me, but God, I'm choosing to believe you. I'm choosing to believe that this is what you said, and I am going to see what you promised me. It says, be mighty and full of courage. I know for some of you right now, you may appear to look crazy to people because you're believing something that doesn't make sense to them. And you're believing for something that you've never believed for, you've never seen. God brings us from glory to glory, right? There's some things that you believe God for, Last year, that was like, okay, 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 wow, God, you know, this is amazing. You know, this probably was easy. It was, and now it's like, God, I'm brought you to another level of your faith where it's like, whoa, okay, God, this is new territory for me. This is a new type of level of faith for me. And so I believe maybe I'm talking to some of you today, and I want to tell you, you continue to be mighty. You continue to be full of courage, just as if it was 
the thing that you believe God for last year that maybe came to pass quickly and easily, this one may not be so quick. This may have been processing for a number of years now or months now, whatever. Be mighty, be full of courage. Don't allow what other people think and their eyes or whatever, whatever this situation may be to steal your courage. There are people around you that need to see God's goodness, that needs to see God's miracle. They need to see you holding fast to what you believe so they can do it. Do you hear that? Some of you right now, you're believing for things that don't make sense to other people and they don't see how it's going to come to pass. But if you continue to remain on what God said, the courage, and I know it takes courage to do it, God is going to not only bless you, but bless those around you who is a witness. There's some people right now and I'm just, I'm like, Lord, I know that you're doing this in me because of what you want other people to see. God wants other people to see him through you. He wants them to want a relationship with him. And sometimes it's going to take a standing firm on something that seems impossible for people to see that God will do the impossible. And lastly, it says, let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. I love that. In a way, it seemed like this is kind of out of context, but it says, let love and kindness be the motivation behind all you do. When we're hoping in God, when we're believing everything that he has promised us or the things that he he has put into our hearts, we don't want to, we don't want to have a presence about us or and we don't want to do things from a place of like, because I, you know, God's going to do this for me and I want to be better than I want people to see this. No, it's from a place of love. Like one, God loves you. And then I have the love of God on the inside of me. I want people to see the love of God that he cares for me and he will care for you this much. He loves you this much. This is why I'm doing this. This is why this is my motivation to why I live the way I live, to why I do what I do. This here, Paul is telling a believer how to live a faith-filled, a hope-filled life by letting love and kindness be the motivation behind everything that you do. Because I'm tired, that's why I'm going to do it. No, weariness can't be because you're tired. Let me just go ahead and do this. No, I had to do things from a place of love. You know what? I love God too much to step off my faith. So I'm going to continue to believe him in it. Let love be the motivation behind you do, behind all that you do. Hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty. Be full of courage. Stay alert. Stay hopeful. Fill yourself up by investing in yourself. Keep what God said in your heart. Keep it in front of you. Meditate on it daily. And surround yourself with people who love you who see you properly, who are going to speak life-giving words to you. Okay, we're going to end this episode with our confessions for the soul. At the end of every episode, we end with confessions for the soul. And I just want you to take a moment to ready your heart, be open, be alert, hold on to these words firmly and believe them. All right, repeat after me. I will not allow myself 
to grow weary. I will continue to do good. I will continue to lean into God and stay focused on him. I will reap a harvest of good in my relationships, in my family, in my ministry, in my business. I put my hope in God, for he is my hope. He is my future. He is my rest. I will fill myself by investing in myself. I will keep God's promises in front of me. I will surround myself with people who will encourage me and who will speak life-giving words to me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.